Hello and welcome to the first Sports Gazette Six Nations podcast. Uh, we're going to be looking ahead to the first round of matches of the 2019 tournament. Uh, I am joined by Michael Jordan. It's an Englishman and an Irishman doing this podcast, which is interesting this week. Uh, so, Michael, uh, how much are you looking forward to the championship this year? Yeah, Rob, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, before the podcast was started, I was thinking, am I, as an Irishman, going to sit here and think Ireland are going to win back-to-back Grand Slams for the first time in their history? And I've if and that about it, but I think I think I am going to say that I, I do. I I mean, we were talking about earlier. I, I look at the first round of fixtures, and they are they are important, and there's no bigger game than than in Dublin on Saturday, Ireland versus England. So, so um, we'll get into the games individually in a moment. But obviously, as an Irishman, is is England still the one that you really look for? It is, yeah. Um, it's a bit different this year because it's the first game. Um, was it's in the past couple of years? It's, well, it's not Paddy's weekend, which for us is a real bonus. It might be a bit of an advantage for you, yeah. Um, I mean, going to Twickenham, especially on on Paddy's day, is a special occasion. But it's always a little bit more, there's a bit more spice to it for us whenever it's in Dublin. And I mean, there's no bigger game to start off with. It's it's a it's a really important game, I think, for for both teams. Obviously, momentum is key, um, especially in this competition. Um, and obviously, Absolutely. it being being a World Cup year. It's it's important to obviously build momentum for the World Cup, but this competition is, is still massive. And whilst this competition is on, you've got to have firmly your focus set on it and not, there's been talk of this, having one eye on the World Cup, one eye on the Six Nations. But I think I think both teams will go into it with firmly focus set on what matters at hand. Yeah, there are definitely cases in the past where it, it, this tournament has meant absolutely nothing to the World Cup. Like England were 20 minutes from winning the Grand Slam in 2011, and had a terrible World Cup. England was second in 2015 at yeah. a terrible World Cup. So, look, I think the, the thing that makes this tournament so excited is the fact that most of the countries don't get on, mm-hmm. and that's what makes the games the games so good. And I think it, it's going to be a great championship this year because I think it is the most wide open one certainly in in, in recent years. Um, yeah. I think the four the four home nations look stronger to me. You can never rule out France. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So we'll get into it. We'll go game by game uh, for this weekend, and then we'll uh, and then we'll finish up with some sort of predictions uh, for the whole championship. So uh, it's a Friday night start this year, um, which has happened before. It's it has been Wales against England before, which was horrible to be honest to to go through a horrible game to start with because England Wales, you don't want that straight away. You just yeah. don't. Um, it's too soon. I need to get into it before I can deal <laughs> with facing Wales. But it is Wales involved. They're away against France and. I think France, are, France are, are sort of uh, they've been a bit all over the place. Yeah, I mean the the problem with France is you're not really sure what kind of team you're, you're going exactly. to get. I, I mean, if France France could win the Six Nations and have a terrible World Cup, <laughs> not even get out of the pool in the World Cup, or they could have a terrible Six Nations and then excel in the World Cup. It wouldn't surprise you. Yeah. Um, it's been a terrible year for them. Yeah, really, I think well, particularly they lost at home to Fiji in the autumn yeah. internationals, and they lost a game against South Africa that they were. I think they were thirteen points yeah. up with fifteen minutes to go, and they lost. It was a, a late loss as well. I yeah, think it was, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, but the thing is, if you look at France last year, they should have beaten Ireland in the mm-hmm. first game. They did beat England, and they could easily have won against Wales in the final. It match. was a single single point defeat against Wales and yeah. Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's that's it. You look back Six Nations last year, and it, it could have went. Also differently. Well, if, if Sexton doesn't knock over that drop goal, it's yeah, a completely different tournament. Exactly. There's no Grand Slam and France may have had the, yeah. the momentum to go forward. So, But it, it cost Guy Noves his job. Mm. Um, so obviously Jacques Brunel is there now, who who was a really good coach at club level. But mm. 
um, it's obviously they're a work in progress and again they've they've named a really interesting team for this weekend because um, they've got they've got a guy I, I'm going to butcher uh, quite a few pronunciations uh, over this recording but uh, Roman Naktamaka I think is how you go he's a winger and I saw him play for Toulouse mm-hmm. against Wasps in the uh, Champions Cup he is a brute. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute brute. Toulouse have had a really good season well, in the Champions Toulouse, Cup. Toulouse and Racing, I mean, they're doing very well in Europe. Yeah. So like, there is, there's definite reason to think that France could. I mean, I feel a bit stretched to say it could cause a few surprises, but I think they would be though this year. Yeah. I think I think they would be a surprise. I think Wales start uh, tomorrow night's game as favourites, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if if France won it. It's a real fresh squad this year, and to be honest, I don't think really we're gonna know, we're gonna know until until Friday night, what, what, what they're going to do. Yeah, it's, it's a massive game for both teams. I think we'll really we'll find out about Wales um, on Friday nights. I think if they are to win this competition, they need to go to France and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I, there's, there's a bit of, I feel there's a bit of confidence around Wales going into this There's definite optimism. Yeah. Um, there's definite optimism. I mean, they're, they're definitely the dark horses. I think um, the most significant game you look at the fixtures this weekend is the game in Dublin, but this game is massive in... And the fact that Wales obviously have Ireland and England at home, so if they go to France and get a result, like there's no reason to think why they can't go and win this competition. Well, they go to Paris and win. They then they're then staying in France. They're going to train in Nice next week before they go to Italy. Mm. Then all of a sudden, you're two wins from two, and then at Cardiff rocks anyway when England come to town. But it will be even yeah. be unbelievable atmosphere. And they're so hard to beat in Cardiff, especially if 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 the roof's closed. Mm-hmm. They've got such a good record at home. But they're definitely um, title contenders for sure. But I think they need to win this game. They need to get off to a good start. It's where they've struggled in recent years. They, they've often lost the first game. Um, and they do have a good recent record against France. France's his only win was that game that went on for 100 minutes <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so, you know, I, I think Wales will certainly be confident. Mm. Um, well, I read that Warren Gatland believes that if they win this game in France, that they'll, they'll win the competition. So... It's, I, I, I don't blame him for saying yeah, that, to be honest. It's completely understandable. Um, but if France can get a result, it's it's very it's similar in the fact that this game, whilst it's the first game of the competition for both, it really it will set them up yeah. um, either way. Um, yeah. Wales have had a lot of injury problems. Um, yeah. Ross Moriarty's back, which is big news for them for this weekend. But he's not played since the Autumn Internationals. They've got a few guys mm. who have not played since the Autumn Internationals. But there's real strength in debt with Wales now which I don't think they've had in recent years which makes me think they can challenge for it mm-hmm. um, you look at the fact that they, they can afford to leave Dan Bigger on the bench yeah. two or three years ago that would be almost unheard of mm-hmm. the fact you wouldn't start a game with Dan Bigger so um, then they've got Josh Adams as well who's on the wing um, who's, who's playing at Worcester in the, in the Gallagher Premiership and he's, he's, he is a real try scoring machine he's keeping their heads above sort of the relegation water but he really took to international rugby well in the autumn and um, they're actually playing some really nice stuff Wales mm. and you sort of associate Warren Gatland teams with being dull mm. um, you know scrappy in particular but um, I think Wales will score tries and probably might come on to this a bit later but I think bonus points could play a real big part this year I um, agree yeah especially going into that last game I mean I don't want to look too far ahead but I do as an you've Irish got to you've as got an Irish when I look ahead to that, that Wales-Ireland game in Cardiff the final game it could come down to that. It could be. I could be. It could well be a championship decider. Yeah. Um, which would be great for the tournament because um, we've not had a real sort of 
championship we've had game, you know, England got stopped winning the Grand Slam in Dublin a couple of years back but obviously um, they'd already won the championship so um, it would be great obviously I hope not from an English perspective <laughs> that it doesn't come down to that game but um, yeah I, I wouldn't want to play I know Wales, I said Wales are good at home but you still don't want to play Ireland on Paddy's weekend whoever, whoever you are no. so um, yeah look I think Wales have got a really good chance um, this year but uh, they'll, they'll, they'll know mm. how important the game on Friday night is and Maybe it's it's a good test actually because obviously in a World Cup, obviously you're gonna have knockout games. Wales have really struggled in knockout games in the World Cup, especially under Warren Gatland. So, um, with it being his final Six Nations, well, exactly. Smith as well, but but yeah, um, well, as an as an Englishman, when you look at Wales, where where do you put the the two sides? Before the tournament, do you think you're ahead of between Wales England and Wales? Mm. I don't think there's a, I don't think much in it to me. I would have said before the autumn, I'd have had Wales in front, mm-hmm. um, but I'll, I'll yeah we'll come on to England in a bit, but. I thought England had a really good autumn mm-hmm. and I was really actually pleased with some of the players that Eddie Jones picked who have come into the team uh, with a number of players who were injured in the autumn and now we're getting some of those some of those players like like um, the Vunapola brothers back into the back into the fold so um look I don't think there's much between England and Wales I think we both of us are behind Ireland at the moment mm-hmm. um and really that game in Cardiff could be the closest England Wales game for a while I mean England won at Twickenham last year by only won by six points, but they should have won by about twenty six. To be mm-hmm. honest, they were comfortably the better team. Um, and similarly, the year before in Cardiff, they were the better team. They didn't win by as many as the score suggests. So, yeah, Wales have not beaten England since that World Cup game. So um, they'll be they'll be desperate to beat us. I mean, they always are, but even more so for Gatland's final one. But um, the one the one person I think I would mention as well is Sean Edwards in their coaching staff, who's, who's done a superb job. Uh, with Gatlin and um, with, hit, with him potentially moving on that's not confirmed yet but it seems like it's going to happen I think that would be a big miss for Wales and he's he's such a proud Englishman but he's done a brilliant job with Wales um, so uh, so yeah that, that should be a really good game tomorrow night um, we'll move on to Ireland versus England then yeah, we'll do Ireland England first because Scotland is not going to take too much yeah. time. Um, well, you, you said about an Englishman for Wales, there's an Englishman in the Ireland camp as well, Andy Farrell. Yeah. Andy Farrell yeah. versus the one Farrell. Yeah. Right. Well, I, let's be fair, it, 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 this game is going to be billed as the Battle of the Tens. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure really if there was ever any doubt Sexton was going to start. No. Um, but having watched Joey Carberry in the Champions Cup over the last couple of weeks, I, I would say. He, he is flying and he controlled the game against Exeter who are probably well one of our be- better sides one of the few English teams who actually showed up in Europe this year um, I actually saw Leinster play last uh, two weeks ago against Wasps and uh, a few of their lads are just starting to come into a bit of form which is obviously a lot of the Irish team um, someone like Josh van der Fleer was, was really good Gary Ringrose played very well Robbie Henshaw was coming back and now he ends up at 15 uh, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, Robbie Henshaw's more than capable of playing there. Um, Rob Carty's missing. Um, he's he's playing. He's played once since the New Zealand victory. So, I mean, where Ireland are different now in comparison to, let's say, the last World Cup year, is that we we do have that depth in squad now. I mean, as you were saying, if Johnny Saxon hadn't been fit, we have Carberry to come in, fantastic player, and um, the Irish players they're being managed very well. Um, with the way their contracts work, I mean, I looked at the stat. Uh, Johnny Saxon has played five hundred and fifty minutes this season, whereas Owen Farrell has played over over double that, over a thousand minutes, and I, I think that's going to stand stand the team in good stead. Um, 
we, we have the depth and the freshness of players to to go all out for this World Cup or this Six Nations, sorry, and then go towards the World Cup because well, an issue we had was injuries before, and you kind of go into this competition, kind of putting Johnny Sexton in, in bubble wrap and, and that kind of thing. But I, I don't think we've anything to fear in that regard. I think the players are fresh. Um, and as I said, we have the depth, the squads, Henshaw, Carney, mm-hmm. Jordan Larmer. I mean, it's, it's a kind of an embarrassment of riches, really. So, What about the expectation? How, how are Ireland going to cope? Because, mm-hmm. like... Last season there was there was expectation. I think pe- people thought Ireland Ireland would do very well, mm-hmm. but they the way they blitzed the tournament and yeah. obviously gone on to that they've beaten New Zealand. I I can't remember Ireland being a strong favourites for Six Nations certainly in the time I've been watching no. rugby. I mean Ireland rugby's probably never been in a stronger situation than what it is now. Coach of the year, player of the year, team of the year, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we, we cleaned up cleaned up a couple of awards. So expectation. It's a funny one because I think with the fans in Ireland, we are suffering a bit from World Cup fever. We, right. we have the World Cup in the back of our minds. Um, but I, I personally have no doubt that Joe Schmidt and his players will have the professionalism to, to put that to one side and focus on, on the task at hand. This is a massive competition. We've, we've won three Grand Slams in our history. We've never done it back to back. And there's no reason to think what we can't. It'll, it'll be a very, very tough task, obviously. Um, I think it's ten years since since we won the Grand Slam in Cardiff. So yeah, that could that could happen again. I personally, England, be a very very tough game. Um, but we've got to, we've got to back ourselves in any game, but especially in, in Dublin. We'd certainly so. back them at the Aviva, and yeah. I think from having watched quite a lot of Ireland over the sort of the last two years and or so, there seems to be to me a lot of comparisons with the England two thousand and three mm. team. Certainly, the way they beat New Zealand um, was very reminiscent of the way England beat New Zealand before before the World Cup in '03, and also the fact that Joe Schmidt and his coaching staff have got such a great relationship with the clubs. Yeah, that was one area Clive Woodward was really strong on his relationship with the clubs, and that's something Eddie Jones has struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, I think to be fair though, Ireland second game obviously get through this weekend, but Scotland they're in the same World Cup pool and. Mm. Scotland will be bang up for that. Ireland did lose at Murrayfield last last time, yeah. two years ago. Well, Scotland are a brilliant side at home. Yeah. It's um, when we move on to them later, I'll say how it's it's their away form, which has really been their yeah. kryptonite. But but, but that that's the thing that's sort of making me think that maybe they're not going to win the slam. I think they uh, yeah they are the favourites to win the championship, but a slam looks tough. I think for Ireland this mm-hmm. year, because um, if you think last year the fixtures fell for them well, France away first, then to have three home games back to back. I mean that's. That's the dream in the Six Nations, really. If you can get your three home games back-to-back. And by the time they rolled up at Twickenham, I mean, England were really down in the dumps. It was the perfect time to come to Twickenham. I mean, they'd have beaten England if England had been playing well anyway that day. But, it, you know, it really did fall for them well last year. And um, But, as I said, I think they're the favourites. But I, I think England will go close on Saturday. I really yeah. do. Well, without um, doubt, it'll be a very tough game. I, I don't expect it to be the highest scoring game. No, um, no. I mean, if, if I had to predict right now, I'm thinking maybe it'd be no more than eight points. Yeah. Um, but but that's that's been the case of quite a lot of the games, yeah. England and Ireland in Dublin. Um, and England have actually got a, a, a pretty poor record in Dublin. Um, just one win since 2003 when they won the Grand Slam there. So um, it's not it's not a venue England do well at. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they lost all matches when they were at Croke Park, and uh, and they've only won once since it since the Aviva opened. So, but Eng- uh, England's poor performance last year has to be motivation for them. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, it was one of the worst Six Nations I can remember, um, from 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 an English perspective, anyway. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, the progress in the autumn was promising. They were lucky to beat South Africa, but then they were really unlucky to lose to New Zealand. So that sort of evened itself out. They they hammered Australia, mm-hmm. and they edged. They, they they were nervy against Japan. I thought because it was it was a bit of a change, one of those changed games. And you know, players I think knew. Oh God, this is my one chance to impress the press Eddie Jones, and that they did sort of. Um, they were off the pace that day, but they got the job done. They won. Um, it's just my concern with England is them going away in this championship and going to a place like Dublin where they don't win very often. Mm. I'm not sure enough of the current squad have sort of got the experience yet. I think the crucial thing is England have got both Winipolas fit. They've got Manu Tuolagi fit, who makes his first start unbelievably since 2013. <laughs> I mean, that for a guy of his talent, and mm. you think back to sort of when he burst onto the scene against the All Blacks, at Twickenham when England beat them he just oh, the, the guy's been so unlucky mm. he seems to get injured every international break I don't know whether, I don't know whose fault that is but I think he yeah. could be it's interesting they've gone for him at 12 I like that I like that call a lot well, it, well from an injury stance I think it's it's mostly positive for England I mean you've got it, Sam, this is, this Sam, Sam Underhill's out but the Vinopilla brothers well, Tom Curry's a fine player Yeah, Tom Curry's a fine player Sam Underhill was really good in the autumn but uh, Tom Curry's a fine player and I'm not sure what the, the situation was going into 2016 when England won the Grand Slam, but, but I think we're probably as injury-free as we have been since then, to be honest, for any... That's for an autumn or a Six Nations. So, look, I think, to be honest, England, from an England fan's perspective, we don't really know what to expect for, from our team this year. Mm. I think we'll know a lot more on Saturday. And I think, I think people would accept a battling loss. Yeah. Like... Similar to what happened against New Zealand, if we lost by a couple of points, I don't think I don't, I don't think anybody would be too bothered, to be honest. Yeah, it's really by bringing that first half performance against New Zealand and trying to stretch that out for the, the entire game. Um, yeah, I mean the the thing is with that New Zealand game is is the the crowd were unbelievable that day, mm. um, and that that's why I'm positive. England with three home games at Twickenham, uh, England should be targeting for me fifteen match points, three bonus point wins at Twickenham, mm-hmm. and then. You could potentially lose lose two games and still win the championship with bonus points. It's unlikely, but it could happen. So, how important for you is is this competition for Eddie Jones? Obviously, massive. Autumn, the autumn series was massive, but it was it was kind of a remarkably good autumn series um, yeah. for England. So he he well, obviously England are not going to change their coach now. Yeah. Um, if 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 in the unlikely event England were going to change coach, Jones would have had to have had a disastrous autumn. For that time. They would have had to have lost to Japan at Twickenham, I think, for, for any sort of coaching change to happen. Um, I, think it's, I think it's big for him, but I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking he has had the World Cup earmarked from day one. It was where he's brought in. Yeah. yeah. So the Grand Slam 2016, brilliant, and winning the championship the following year. England have had a dip, and I think they're starting to build up. I, I think, I, to be honest, I think the Ireland game will come too soon for them. I would agree but I wouldn't be surprised if they won in Cardiff. No, um, no would I. 
So, I mean, I, I, as an Irish fan, I'll, I'll say I wouldn't be surprised if they won in Dublin either. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be highly disappointed if they won in Dublin. Um, but, I mean, you, you can't rule it England out. They're a fantastic you, side. Well, that's the thing. Owen Farrell's playing really well at the moment. Yeah. Um, and he is so important. He's obviously not everybody's cup of tea. And, to be honest, when he's got a Saracen shirt on, I don't particularly <laughs> like it. Um, and I, I could say that about a few of them, to be honest. But um, my one concern for England this weekend is um, Elliot Daly at fullback. Mm. Now, he's one of, one, of, one of my lot, but he's, he's, he's had a real rotten run of form recently. Um, Leinster uh, destroyed him under the high ball, and I would imagine he'll get an aerial well, bombardment this Ireland, weekend. That's a big factor, yeah. Um, so, uh, Jamison Gibson Park put him under real pressure in that game. So, that's my concern. I'd have personally gone with Mike Brown at fullback. Yeah. Um, even though he's sort of been is, in and is, out. Is that a case of looking ahead to the World Cup? I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I, I, I don't think Brown is in Eddie Jones' thinking for the World Cup. Mm. He's in the squad but I, at the moment, but I, I, I think that's because Anthony Watson's injured. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Daly and Watson are his two f- 15s for, for Japan. Yeah. So, look, it'll be a fantastic game. Um, great way to start the championship. Score prediction from yourself? Score prediction. I think Ireland will win... By four points. Four. Yeah, it's modest. Yeah. I'll, I'll stretch out to eight. <laughs> Just to deny some bonus points. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, certainly, I certainly don't think there are going to be many tries. It could well be a one-try no. game. Um, no. Similar to when Ireland beat the All Blacks yeah, in I November. Um, but uh, I'm sure the Aviva will be absolutely jumping mm-hmm. on, uh, on Saturday. Um, so that's, uh, that's the second game on Saturday in the evening. Uh, before that, we've got Scotland against Italy, um, which for a few years was the wooden spoon decider. Mm. Uh, but that's obviously changed a bit now. Um, Scotland are an interesting side because they've had expectations the last couple of years that they haven't lived up to. Now with little expectation, maybe maybe they might do something. Well, they picked up three wins last year, and it was a remarkable effort by them. Mm-hmm. It's as I was saying, as I touched on earlier, it is about their away form. Yeah. Um, I mean, I look at their fixtures. I I struggle to see where they could get a result away. I mean, if you're looking for a surprise result in the competition, perhaps it is whenever they go to face France. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's, it's it's a good matchup in the fact that with both sides, you're you're not entirely sure what what to expect. Um, but I mean, they they have they have great players. I think they've 15 Edinburgh players um, in the squad, and obviously Edinburgh doing very well in Europe. So I mean, there's definite reason to be optimistic. Whether they can do any better than what they did last year, I'm I'm not so sure about. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, obviously, Scottish rugby is in a really good place. Edinburgh and Glasgow through to the um, through to the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. Edinburgh, in particular, uh, winning their group, which was a, a real surprise. Um, unfortunately, they're going to run into Munster in the quarterfinals. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not sure how much of a uh, a reward that is uh-huh. for winning their group. Um, but they've got some really exciting players um, at their at their disposal. Mm-hmm. A Blair Kinghorn on the wing, who, who I think could could be a real a real star in the future. Yeah, uh, he's had a really good season for Edinburgh. Um, I would pick Stuart Hogg as one of yeah the standout players. I yeah, think probably if Scotland are to have a successful competition, he will I think be one of the standout players in of all the teams in the competition. Yeah, and and their their nine ten axis with Lady Lauren Russell. I mean, yeah. if that comes off, it's brilliant. And we saw that when they beat England last year in mm-hmm. the um, in the Calcutta Cup which was their first win over England in, in 10 years. So that was a real big deal for them. 
I mean, they've ran South Africa close in, in the autumn. Yeah, um, and they should have beat New Zealand a couple of years ago as well. Yeah. They were a bit unlucky in that game. So they're, at Murrayfield, they're a really good team. And I think, as you mentioned there, that for them to take the next step, they've got to start winning games away. And uh, I love the stat that they've not won at Twickenham since 1983 because um, Bonnie Tyler was number one with holding out for a hero. That's one of the... I think you're... Um, one, one of the stats... You're, you're setting yourself up for a defeat. To I, can there throw, I, can throw, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. Um, but I love that stat. I've used it so many times before. Um, there is one player I want to mention, actually, because he's on the bench this weekend. Is a guy called Gary Graham, who was in the England training squad um, a couple of years ago. He plays, he plays his rugby at Newcastle. He's a you know, decent, decent flanker. Um, but um, they found some Scottish blood in him. <laughs> and uh, Gregor Townsend has swooped on him and he's on the bench this weekend in line for his Scotland debut so um, that's an interesting one <laughs> in, in line to come on and make a difference uh, yeah. in the final game against Twickenham maybe maybe I mean to be honest he could well be starting by that because he's, mm. he's a cracking player um, so that's unusual I'd, I'd not seen uh, I'd not seen that happen before he, he wasn't capped by England so that's why obviously it can happen mm. he was in a training squad named by Eddie Jones I think it was for last year's Six Nations Um so, look, I mean, probably the game you want to start from a Scottish perspective, yeah. um, Italy at home. Although I'm, I'm a big fan of Conor O'Shea. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I look at the Italy team and I think for Conor O'Shea's sake, I'm trying to find find a win for them somewhere. Um, it probably probably is the difference. Well, if, if they're going to win any game, they'll they have to hope France are a, are a shambles by the time they come to Rome at the end. Which is is possible. Could be possible. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um, I think Italy haven't won. A game in this competition in seventeen games. It was, it was Scotland, Scotland away, yeah, yeah. at Murrayfield. They've not won a home game, I think, since about twenty thirteen or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the one bright spot I can give Italy is Benetton are going well in the Pro fourteen this yep. year. Um, they've they've beaten a lot of the established teams in, in that league. Um, I think they drew with Ulster a couple of weeks mm. ago. Um, so, so the, the, their their system is improving. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, it's not translating into performances yet. But give yeah, it, the, give the, it, give it a few more size. years. Um. I just. I mean, I, I can't really see otherwise other than getting the wooden spoon no, again. To be honest. Not. Um. And I mean, there's been there's been talk about uh, and introducing a, a relegation into the championship, which I'm I'm not sure if I really agree with myself, and I'm not sure how you feel about it. But well, the trouble with the relegation in the championship is is what happens if. Let's say one of the four home nations has a dreadful year. Yeah, they would destroy the championship. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. You can't if, you, if you're going to do any changes, you make it seven and bring in Georgia. Yeah. That's. I don't think. I don't think you do it as a. Um, as a promotion and relegation style. I get. I get the sort of feeling mm-hmm. um, about it, but. Or, or the other. The other thing that was suggested about promotion and relegation is the bottom team in the Six Nations play off against the top. Mm-hmm. Tier two team in like a one-off game to decide yeah. who gets the last spot. That could work. That'd be a better format, yeah. Um, rather than just sort of the straight promotion and relegation. Um, trouble is, I don't think the the people who who, make, who do the money want to lose Italy because they get seventy thousand in at the Olympics. I went out last year to watch England play in Rome, mm-hmm. but the, obviously it was great atmosphere. There's twenty thousand English there out oh, of that's, out that's of a nice. crowd of sixty thousand. So a third yeah. of the crowd has come from England. Yeah. Which is great for us, but you just think maybe the Italians might want to find somewhere smaller to play. Is what because mm. the trouble is that the the, the crowd, it's loud. If if you can sort of see what I'm going here, it's a loud stadium, but I don't think it, it sort of gets to the pitch because it's it's one of those it's, it had a running track, mm-hmm. bit yeah. like bit like West Ham mm-hmm. here. Um, so 
Rome's always be- a better away day than the likes of Georgia though, as well, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm sure, <laughs> sure we'll be able to find some culture in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Bucharest might be a bit more interesting if Romania were uh, cheap pints, though, for anyone going. Mm. Um, good but, sell, good sell. <laughs> oh, on, on, a rugby, on a rugby thing, I think you have to. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to end their streak at Murrayfield. Um, no. I think Scotland will win that match pretty comfortably. They'll probably get the full five points as well. Mm-hmm. Probably score four tries in that game. And that should set Scotland up nicely for the Ireland game. Should um, it, it, it'll be a tough game um, away to Scotland. It, it always is. Um, I, like, I mean, I wouldn't expect a bonus point away to Scotland. And no, for looking at the tournament as a whole, you mentioned it could come down to bonus points, and I would fully agree with that. Um, I, I look, and I, I think Ireland going to Wales last game. That's that's going to be a tough tough game to win. Um, and if I try to be as least biased as possible, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I could fully I could fully imagine. A Wales victory, which which could it's which could um, prove all the difference, really. Well, I think I think it could, that those two games at the Wales Ireland England Scotland last Saturday, it, it could be one of those where you sort of you've got the calculators out, mm. like we had um, um, actually before the last World Cup. That was two thousand fifteen when uh, Ireland won the championship and they got the trophy in their suits because England were play- <laughs> England were playing France in the last <laughs> game. Um, so yeah, really really looking forward to to this tournament. Um, as well, it's going to be a brilliant tournament. As I said, yeah. so um, so we'll, we'll pin you down. I, I think I know which way you're going to go, but uh, who's mm. going to win the championship? Oh, I've got got to back Ireland. Can't say any otherwise. Uh, I, I'll be open to the idea of not winning the Grand Slam. I'll be open to it. Um, uh, tough, tough game to away wheels and win. I, I, I fancy us at home to England, um, and then we have France at home. Scotland away will be tough, but again, I fancy that. Um, so. Ultimately, yeah, I think it'll come down to, to Wales versus Ireland. Um, could be the case where winner takes all, um, mm. which which would be a brilliant finish, a very nervous one. But um, I'll I'll back Ireland, Ireland day and night. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the moment I'm back in Ireland, but uh, that could well change over the course of the weekend. I think if England win in Dublin, they'll win the championship. Yeah. Um, and with three home games, they only they they can afford to go to Cardiff and lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think England will be second. I think England will England uh, will be second because I think I think England are, are starting to develop a game where they can score tries and as I keep saying, bonus points are going to be important this year. Um, so if England are to come second, who do you see defeating Wales? I think England will beat Wales. Mm-hmm. I, I England will go to Cardiff and win. Eddie Jones has got the number over Warren Gatland, mm-hmm. um, and um, to be honest, I could never back Wales against England. It's just it's <laughs> it's just one of those. It's, it's one of those games that I just can't see going the other way otherwise and we keep we keep seeing to finding a way to win against them as well so mm-hmm. um, yeah I think uh, I think we're probably both going to be in agreement on Italy for the wooden spoon as well I think so I'm sorry yeah. Conor O'Shea I'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah, but he did he, he is doing a good job there though absolutely they, they, they will uh... there's definite progress being made um, but I mean the other teams They've got an absolute nightmare of a World Cup, or they're in New yeah, Zealand and New South, South Africa. Africa. So um, <laughs> I do feel for Connor because um, uh, he did a brilliant job at Harlequins, and um, mm-hmm. now, now obviously with Italy, they're, they're getting better. I bet he's got some sort of cunning plan up his sleeve when they play England at Twickenham, like uh, what happened a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and James Haskell had to ask the referee what the rules were, <laughs> um, which I'd never seen before uh, on a rugby field. So um, when you look for surprise results, I'm looking through the fixtures at the minute. I said, I said earlier, Scotland away to France. I mean, I also look at is, is France a win, France win at home to Wales? Is, is that a surprise result? 
Okay, on form, it probably is. Mm. On sort of Six Nations sort of history, it's probably not. No. Um, I, I, suppose, I think I, I would not uh, surprise me if France beat Wales on Friday night no, and then I, I, lost um, at home to Scotland. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what I think of France right France now. France yeah. to beat Wales at home and then lose away to Italy. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, if there's going to be a surprise, I, I, I could see Ireland slipping up at Murrayfield. I can see, I can see that, yeah. Um, can't argue and... That. And although I was joking about the stat, I could see Scotland coming to Twickenham and winning. Mm. Especially if England have got... If England can't win the championship, and obviously they'll know, because that's the last game, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll know what's happened with the Wales-Ireland game. If England can't win the championship, Scotland are obviously going to be bang yeah. up for it. Um, and and uh, maybe maybe their streak is going to end, but um, I predicted Scotland to beat England at Twickenham two years ago, and they lost 61-21. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moral of a story, always back your own team. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, we'll we'll finish on on players to, to look out for. Um, who is who is the one for you, for you? Well, I mentioned Stuart Hogg earlier, but I've got to say Jacob Stockdale. I mean, yeah. he's been phenomenal. Um, try against New Zealand. I've probably watched so many times. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's imprinted on the back of my eyelids. But um, yeah, he's he's a sensational player. Um, Atoja, I think. Yeah, um, he's a, he's a powerhouse for England. I think if they're going to be successful, um, he'll be a cornerstone to that success. Um, so, I mean, obviously Johnny Sexton, <laughs> player of the year, you can't can't look past him either. So, um, I mean, there's players across the board from all teams who can make the difference, but those would be those would be my picks. I think there's one guy I, I want to mention is uh, is Mark Wilson mm-hmm. um, for England, who had a really good autumn, made his debut against South Africa. Um, been, been playing some good stuff this season for Newcastle who are a team who've struggled in the Premiership um, so uh, him and for Wales um, Liam Williams is a guy I've been, uh, been, a, been a big fan of mm-hmm. um, again he's another one who's not exactly everybody's cup of tea in terms of, uh, terms of what he's like on the pitch but um, I think he's one of the, one of the best fullbacks stroke wingers you know, um, in, in world rugby to be honest I think he's that good I think he could be huge for Wales because he missed a bit of last season's Six Nations through injury. So um, yeah, I think I, I think he's a really important player for them. If they're gonna if they're gonna do well, then I think we've already said we think they can challenge Ireland and England. Um, he he will be very important. Excellent. Yes, right. We will leave it there, and uh, we will be back after the first round of matches. Um, to, Unless, of course, England beat Ireland, then I probably, yeah, won't, I'll probably have, won't return. I'll have another guest yeah. if England beat Ireland. Uh, Michael will go into hiding for a couple of days. Uh, might be even worse, actually, if you lose to Scotland, maybe. Could I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we will, we will see you again soon. Cool.